if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Ten minutes after 10 o'clock, our number was underway on this Wednesday, the 31st and final morning of the Mar- month of March in the year of our Lord, 2021. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks again to uh, Tom Holman for giving me the line of the uh, of the year so far, probably, when I asked for a response to AOC's idiocy. He just described AOC as an idiot. Uh, he chose moron, but we'll we'll run with it. I think they're synonymous. The, the source would probably agree with that. Uh, she is every bit uh, the moron that he declared. Uh, so if you want to respond to that, if you want to respond to the conversation on the border, I mean, it, it is it is just an absolute... <sighs> It, I would laugh. I would call it a comedy if it wasn't so serious. I would call it a circus if it wasn't so important. It is so dangerous, but I mean, it's like, how can it, how is it possible for the left to argue everything that's going on on the southern border and its impact in the United States in terms of crime, in terms of, of, of devastation for these children? in terms of uh, the long-term economic damage it's going to have on the United States, in terms of the fact that our sovereignty is just gone. The southern border is now a sieve. And just a few months ago, it wasn't that. There's just no other way to say this. There's no way to describe this. There's no way to dispute this. Joe Biden has turned the United States from a sovereign international power and force for good into... A, an open borders, weak, ineffectual, um, you know, banana republic. I, I'm, I'm looking for different ways to explain this, but this is how crazy things have gotten. Of the 4,000 being held in Donna, 3,400 are unaccompanied minors, and 39 of them have been held for at least 15 days. Now, right now, 250 to 300 unaccompanied kids are being taken into custody daily and staying an average of five days. During one crossing, a mother threw her six-month-old from a raft into the Rio Grande River. The infant, fortunately, was rescued by a Texas ranger. The mother telling agents her leg was broken by smugglers who attacked her, a scenario that happens all too often. Thousands of quote-unquote unaccompanied minors already just in that one facility in Donna, Texas, and as you heard in that report, hundreds more every day. And these unaccompanied minors are being put in this position by their quote-unquote loving parents in the Central, uh, or in the, uh, Central American Triangle countries. 
This according to the U.S. Department of Health, uh, or uh, excuse me, Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, said these parents love their children, so they're putting them in the hands of smugglers and just crossing the fingers and hoping they're not traffickers and sending them northward, knowing that if they get here, Joe Biden, in his humanitarian way, is going to say, yeah, let's keep them here and let's reunite them with their parents in an, in an American city near you. And in the meantime, the kids are suffering and struggling, and Lord only knows what is actually being done to them and where they are being taken, for crying out loud. What they saw were migrants stacked wall to wall, many unaccompanied children waiting to be processed, the children being housed by the hundreds in these eight pods formed by plastic dividers. This facility in Donna, Texas... Might, might, might one call that kids in cages? I just asking. Simply overrun. Now, of the 4,100, 3,400 of those are unaccompanied minors, and 39 of them have been held for at least 15 days. Right now, 250 to 300 unaccompanied. Federal law says they can only be held for 72 hours. That's three days. Many kids are being taken into custody daily and staying an average of five days. I'm struggling here. I'm just struggling how the left doesn't consider this a crisis. How the left doesn't consider this unacceptable. By the way, yesterday I went to Dallas to a different facility, the K. Bailey Hutchison facility, which is the convention center downtown. They've turned into an emergency detention center, and there's one gigantic room. It is the size of three and a half football fields, so it's massive. The entire room is nothing but cots, one after the other after the other. Over 2,200 cots lined up in a room three and a half times the size of a football field. Nothing but teenage boys, ages 13 to 17. This is the Biden crisis. He is responsible. He is responsible. Uh, There's no question about it. And what makes this so much more egregious is that he is not accepting responsibility for fixing it. He appointed Kamala Harris to handle the border crisis. Let me say that again. He appointed Kamala Harris to handle the border crisis. The problem with that is Kamala Harris is wholly and completely incompetent to handle such an assignment. And the reason we know she is completely incompetent is because whenever she has no answer for something, she laughs hysterically. She literally, when she is caught between a rock and a hard place, caught on an inconsistency maybe with a previous comment, maybe she um, uh, is, is, is you know being, being called out for some of her trash when she was California Attorney General, talking about smoking weed, whatever it is. Are you going to the border? Madam Vice President, are you going to go? <laughs> Not today. <laughs> am I exaggerating this in any way, shape, or form? I do not believe that I am. I'd like to get your reaction on something. This was the vice president's reaction when she was asked about the migrant situation in the San Diego Unified School District. Now, she laughed when discussing this. Take a watch. We'll get your thoughts on the other side. More parents are seeing the value of educators when they had to bring their kids (laughs) and say, we're not paying them nearly enough. (laughs) 
I don't I understand what she thinks is funny. Um, American parents are getting screwed. Their kids are falling behind. And the very people that Democrats claim to be standing up for, minority students, aren't getting an education and aren't going to be able to compete with their peers in the United States, not to mention across the world. And just on a basic staffer level, has nobody sat down with the vice president and said, you have to stop laughing when you are asked serious questions, it makes you look out of touch. It makes you look incompetent. Uh, that's a basic thing that they should have fixed by now. It but- doesn't make her look out of touch and incompetent. She is out of touch and incompetent. She does not know what she's doing. And that the biggest she, she, if this were poker, any poker players in the audience today, this is what they would call a tell. Now, in poker, it's got to be a lot more subtle than a laugh, obviously. You know, they try to hide their tells, try to hide whatever their uh, their hand is. It's called having a poker face. She has no poker face. Her tell is, when I start laughing, I'm screwed. When I start laughing, it's because I can't give you a serious, educated, policy-driven answer. You caught me unawares. You caught me unable to answer this question. You caught me in a contradiction or some hypocrisy. I've got nothing for you here. I can't explain to you why teachers in the San Diego Unified School District who refuse to come into the classroom to teach San Diego students in person, but when called to the convention center to teach the migrant kids in person, we're on our way. I can't explain that, so what am I going to do? I'm just going to... That's what I'm going to do. That's what she does. More parents are seeing the value of educators when they had to bring their kids and say, we're not paying them nearly enough. I'm not making this up. And she has been put in charge of the border. By Dementia Joe with the Kung Fu Grip. She's been put in charge of the border. This is the woman he picked for vice president because he pigeonholed himself by declaring early on in 2019 he would pick a woman running mate. And then because of the summer of racial reckoning, because George Floyd died, he had to pick a black woman to make sure that the the point was hammered home in identity politics. So now I've got a woman, and it's got to be a black woman. Who's qualified? They were like struggling. Was he going to nominate Stacey Abrams as his vice president? Good luck. Was he going to nominate Susan Rice, Benghazi queen herself? Good luck. He was left with a very, very narrow field here. Well, Kamala Harris was a senator. She actually once ran for president, too. She was awful because even Democrats hate her. Democrat voters gave her less than 2% of their polling numbers in the primaries. During the debates in the fall of 2019, Kamala Harris proved how utterly unlikable out of touch and incompetent she is because she <laughs> her way through debates when she didn't have have answers. And then Joe Biden got stuck with her, and this is the socialist buffoon that the Democrats want to 
slide into the Oval Office when Dementia Joe is declared incompetent to serve. She's in charge of the border. Her. This woman. More parents are seeing the value of educators when they had to bring their kids and say, we're not paying them nearly enough. I just did AOC a favor. I just made everybody forget about how stupid she sounds. We'll be right back. Okay, 1025. Let's go uh, to some phone calls now. I got a lot more for you before 11 o'clock, I promise. So stay here on AM 1420, The Answer. Uh, let's go to Navy Man Norm in Strongsville. Norm, it's been a little bit, my friend. Good morning. Go right ahead. Uh, your comedy hour is, is wonderful. <laughs> I, I, it's not I, supposed uh, to be comedy, though. That's the sad part. <laughs> I, I, left a, I called and left a message with uh, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and said, this tops your garbage disposal video where she couldn't figure out what the hell the noise in her kitchen was when she flipped the switch. <laughs> that was that was a classic. That was she's she she's got a whole highlight guy. She's got a gag reel, seriously. <laughs> You're right though about her being a bartender. <laughs> she she but, couldn't have been uh, worse than this. Oh, for sure. On a more serious note, I, I did want to say that I agree hundred percent with you about Joe Scarborough. And he is running off at the mouth. So I, I constructed a nice email and I basically said, uh, we won't worry. Uh, if you promise not to worry about us not getting vaccines, we won't talk about you and Mika not getting your rabies shots. So, you know, I figured that uh, might at be. Least nice you're, at least you're in the mud with the, with the, with the right guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, we're looking forward so much for you coming out here to Strongsville on August 12th. So, uh, it's well, going to be a good time. I am glad to hear you say that and uh, to, to let everybody know uh, that I will be speaking at the Strongsville GOP meeting on uh, April 12th, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing you too, Norm. Well, I just wanted to thank you, and then I just wanted to leave one simple message for all of us. Yes, uh, I wish you all a very happy and blessed Easter, and let's make sure that we keep having Easters, because based on this administration, we don't know what's coming. So... You know, basically what St. Paul said about the battles, they're not just against the spiritual enemies. They're against the more physical ones that are here. And we have to stand for our God, stand for our country, and we sure as hell are going to stand for our family. Happy Easter, Bob. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Norm. God bless. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to uh, Illyria. Paula, you're on AM 1420. The answer. Good morning, Paula. Hey, Bob. Hey, I guess I'm confused about why you're confused about this crisis on the border, because this, the left knows exactly what they're doing. Biden administration knows exactly what they're doing. They want as big a crisis as possible. They want as many suffering children as possible so they can swoop in and propose comprehensive immigration reform. That's a mass amnesty, way more than 11 million illegal aliens in the United States, uh, and the phony promise of enforcement, which never occurs. That's the fastest, most efficient way for the Democrats to increase voters in this country. And just as an aside, and believe me, I'm not a supporter of Kamala Harris, there are some uh, medical illnesses where one of the side effects is inappropriate laughing. I'm not sure if that's the deal, but that's all a possibility because it's so inappropriate. I'm kind of wondering whether she has some issues. So, yeah, I think there's a medical that. condition that describes her, too. It's called stupidity. Uh, but listen, <laughs> uh, but no, here's the thing, Paula. You, you raise a good point, but 
This is how completely ignorant this particular administration is. Um, they have no idea how to mask their intentions. Um, look at what Obama did, right? Obama tried to ram through comprehensive immigration reform as well and did so kind of piecemeal, creating DACA, for example. But they also were sure to deport, I think the number was 3 million illegal aliens during the eight years of the Obama tenure, which is more than George Bush had deported, and they called George Bush a racist who hated brown people and blah, 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 blah. He deported some 3 million people, so he actually did keep a moderately secure border while also, uh, you know, um, pushing the legislation that creates the comprehensive immigration reform you talked about. Chain migration was never touched. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, um, all, all of the different plans that President Trump worked so hard to, to stop, uh, Barack Obama kept in place, but he kept the facade up that, hey, we're deporting criminal aliens. We are keeping the American people safe from illegal aliens who come here with bad intentions, blah, blah, blah. This administration, Paula, is just so completely opposite of that. They're not even attempting to say, no, we're seriously, you know, trying to protect the American people. It's just come one, come all. We'll just send Jen Psaki out there every day to say the border's closed and then just keep bringing them in. No court dates. No more remain in Mexico. All of this stuff. They're, so I, I guess that's what I'm saying is, is this, they're, they're as dangerous they're actually more dangerous than the Obama administration was, even though Biden was a part of that, because at least Obama knew enough to feign national security and to feign border security. Biden doesn't even know how to do that. Oh, I agree. And I think Obama, if, if I was a, a strategist for the Democrats who didn't care about this country, I was shocked that he didn't push for comprehensive immigration reform over health care, because we, we wouldn't even be in, have a, an office for a Republican today. And that's what's going to happen if we allow this to go through. But keep yeah. in mind, the news media, since they're pushing the narrative, and that's what happened in the 2020 election, they can continue to push out these what's really going on and what the real consequences are going to be. And in, unless you educate people, you know, you and I may know, and some other people may know what the true intentions are. But a lot of people that are that don't know, they're like, "Well, yeah, we want to be nice people, <laughs> yeah. you know, we want to well, help people. We can't have this, you know, you, going uh, on." You, you want you want to hear something that'll keep you awake at night. I want you to picture two things happening, Paula. I want you to picture comprehensive immigration reform that takes the form of mass amnesty and pathway to citizenship for the 12 to 20 million illegals that are here and those that keep coming. Combine that with the passage of H.R. 1 by the Senate. You add oh, those two, those things, two together, things together, and this republic is dead. And, and, I mean, and I mean that in every sense of the word. It will not survive. Paula, thank you for the call. Great conversation. News time now. Right back. Attention, social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. 1036, now we continue. (laughs) On AM 1420, the answer. Uh, yeah, that was inappropriate laughter. I, I, I can't, I can't stop listening to it, to be honest with you. Uh, this is the Vice President of the United States. Ah, shut up. Do it right. If you're gonna do it at all, you, ah, you Vice President, you. 
parents are seeing the value of educators when they had to bring their kids <laughs> and say, we're not paying them nearly enough. <laughs> what is funny about that? Are you going to visit the border? You've been put in charge of the border. Are you going to go down and see the border? Do you plan to visit the border? Uh, um, not today. <laughs> but um, I have before, and I'm sure I will. What is funny about that? How, in, in, in what way was that even remotely chuckle-worthy, much la- less belly-laugh-worthy? Are you going to the border? There are thousands of people being kept in conditions that are less than ideal. There are thousands more coming across every day. There are thousands more behind them in line to try to cross the border. You've been put in charge by the president of securing the border and dealing with the crisis. Are you going down there? (laughs) No, not today. There's something wrong with this woman. Are you a socialist? And is that a socialist or progressive perspective? (laughs) No. It's there. It's there for all to see. She's got a poker tell. When she's got no hand, when she's got rags in her hand, and that's a poker term for having you know terrible cards, she laughs her silly little head off. She's not able to handle the border. <laughs> she can't explain why migrant kids are being taught by teachers in person and American kids are not. <laughs> she can't explain uh, whether or not she's a socialist. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I want to go back to the calls, but I also want to hit this again because um, it deserves to be hit. The issue of the vaccine passports is um, is going to have to be confronted head-on here sooner rather than later. In New York, on Friday, they are beginning what they are calling the Excelsior Program, which is a vaccine passport program in which New Yorkers are going to have to That's New York State. This is governor, not city, with de Blasio. The whole state are going to have to provide proof of either a negative COVID test within a certain period of time or a vaccine in order to, well, live a life of freedom in the city or in the state of New York. Travel, attendance at large events, shopping, businesses, Government, public, private can all do what they want as far as making sure that you show your card. You will show your papers. Show your papers. In order to live and move about in in New York State. Compare and contrast that, by the way, to Governor Ron DeSantis in uh, I just wanted to uh, make some comments. And I've said stuff previously, but uh, we are not uh, supporting doing any vaccine passports in the state of Florida. Uh, No one was more aggressive about getting this out. If you look at all the different points throughout Florida, whether it's a hospital, county health department, a retail pharmacy, a drive-through sites, church sites, all this stuff, it's important. But we always said we want to provide it for all, but mandate it for none. And that was something that while it was advised to take, particularly if you're vulnerable, we were not going to force you uh, to do it. So there there was never under discussion any mandates to take vaccines. We will not have COVID vaccines mandated in Florida. The flip side of that, though, with these vaccine passports is uh, it's completely unacceptable for either the government or the private sector to impose upon you uh, the requirement that you show proof of vaccine to just simply be able to participate in normal society. 
You want to go to a movie theater? Should you have to show that? No. You want to go to a game? You, no. You want to go to a theme park? No. So we're not supportive of that. Um, I think it's something that people have certain freedoms and individual liberties to make decisions for themselves. What a concept, Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida. Freedoms, individual liberties to make decisions for themselves. If you've, if you've struggled to find, you know, a real way to define the difference between conservative-minded Americans and leftist-minded Americans, um, you may have just heard it. People deserve the freedom and the individual liberties to make decisions for themselves on how to keep themselves healthy, on what to eat, on what medical procedures to undergo, when to have checkups, when to have colonoscopies, when to have, you know, all of these different things. People have the right to make individual decisions for themselves on whether to own a firearm for for personal and family protection. People make up their own minds, individual liberties. That's the difference. Leftist Americans believe the government makes up your, your mind for you. The government dictates and determines what you can and can't do, where you can go, when you can go there. Now, in the mind of a leftist like um, Joe Scarborough on Morning Joe over on MSNBC, Governor Ron DeSantis would be a moron, an idiot, a lunatic, stupid, and a whole bunch of other adjectives that he uses to describe Americans who oppose vaccine passports or proof that you must show your papers. This is what he says about you and about Ron DeSantis and other people who feel like individual liberty as guaranteed us by the Constitution, by the way. Our rights guaranteed us by the Constitution. This is what he thinks of those who actually want to defend those things. <laughs> I'm now hearing lunatics, and I call them lunatics, yeah. uh, that are now, uh, of course, still pushing back on the mask. But now we're saying that if we somehow uh, have something that identifies us as having a vaccine, that we're, we're like part of Satan or the mark of the I like yeah. The idiocy... Our, our Nazi Germany, like the idiocy is just beyond us. They're acting recklessly and irresponsibly. They're being stupid. They're following conspiracy theories. They're following a failed uh, uh, a, a game show host uh, and and or a reality TV host. And they don't understand, I guess, because maybe they're such morons they can't understand this. If I want to go... I'm going to stop that there just to kind of hit one quick point there. He referenced Donald Trump, called him a failed reality show host, a reality TV game show host uh, with the vaccine. Might I remind this, this Joe Scarborough and anybody else who listens to him and actually takes what he has to say seriously, without that failed... Game show host, failed reality show host, as he calls him. By the way, none of that was true. He was an enormously enormously successful TV host and an enormously successful on policy president. But at any rate, that guy that he's making fun of is the reason there is a vaccine available today. That vaccine was made possible in eight months by Donald Trump and his administration, and a previously unseen and unprecedented partnership between public and private companies. It, it would not exist. It could not exist. A vaccine of this type should not have been available for 18 to 24 months, they said, at the earliest. It was done in eight months and ready before Christmas. 
whole thing started in March. And this was ready in Christmas, by Christmas. So he's calling people who don't want to take the vaccine or, or aren't supportive of vaccine passports followers of a failed uh, TV game show host. Just for, for reference, you need to know that. Now listen to the rest of the buffoonery. Go to a baseball game with my son who has a history of upper respiratory issues. I don't want a bunch of idiots sitting anywhere near us in Fenway. Catch that? Because Joe Scarborough's son has a health condition, you now forfeit your health rights. The rights to make your own medical decisions on what to jam inside your body are gone because Joe Scarborough's son has a condition. Do you see how leftists think? Do you see the selfishness of this? My son wants to go to games at Fenway or Little League Park, and he's got a condition. And if you come near him, you could get him sick. You have to take a shot or you stay home. Our liberty matters. My son's liberty matters. You and your disease, you must stay at home or take the shot. Or in a Little League baseball park that haven't taken the vaccine. Now, if they don't want to take the vaccine and they want to die... That's it, right? Because if you don't take the vaccine, you're going to die. Did you hear this leftist buffoon? The recovery rate of people in the United States of America under the age of 75 who are diagnosed with COVID-19 is 99.5%. Literally one half of one percent of people die from COVID nineteen. Now I'm not diminishing the loss of any lives because I have a, one of my best friends who was only fifty four died of COVID nineteen. But I promise you, he went to his grave not wanting anybody to give up their freedoms for him, who was just a fluke. One of the unfortunate anomalies of somebody who was otherwise healthy and in his 50s who died would absolutely not want anybody to give up their liberty or freedom for him. But Joe Biden, or Joe Biden, Joe Scarborough wants you to give up your freedom so that his son can go to a baseball game for a virus that has a 99.5% recovery rate. Americans, they don't have to take the vaccine and they can die. Or they can get really sick. They can live in ignorance and stupidity. They have that right, even though they're hurting other people. But please, 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 don't tell me that we can't do something so smart people who actually follow science. This This is Joe Scarborough and his wife, Mika Brzezinski, who work for NBC, all of whom continue to tout and advance that a baby that is pre-born is not a human being in a human life and is just part of a woman's health problems telling us that we are anti-science. This is Mika and Joe and NBC who all collectively tell us that a male with the XY chromosomes with a penis and male genitalia is a woman. If that's what he thinks, and that's what he says, wants to tell you that a female with a uterus and ovaries 
in fallopian tubes and produces eggs is really a man. If he, she says so, telling us that we are anti-science. They're the science followers. You get that? Who actually want to take care of their children, who actually want to save their neighbors' lives, who actually want to make sure everybody around them is safe? Like, they, they can't tell us what to do. And then he says, we're trying to tell them what to do. To Lefty Joe Scarborough, we are not telling you what to do. We are telling you to let everybody else decide what they want to do. And if you don't feel safe going to a Red Sox game and Fenway, then stay the freaking hell home. You don't get to say, we're going to the game, and if you haven't been vaccinated, you stay the hell home. That's not how freedom works, Lefty Joe Scarborough. That's not how it works. We don't sacrifice our rights because you feel like you might be in danger. And oh, by the way, last point. If the vaccine works so incredibly well and makes you immune from illness, why would you have to worry if you're surrounded by people who have not been vaccinated? If the vaccine works, a non-vaccinated person can come up to you and go right in your face, and you shouldn't be impacted at all. The vaccine is supposed to keep you healthy, right? What are you scared of, Joe? Vaccinate yourself, vaccinate your son, vaccinate your dad, vaccinate your mom, vaccinate Mika, vaccinate everybody in your bubble. And feel secure that if you're around other people who are not vaccinated, that you are fine. 1051. Right back with the rest of your phone calls after this. AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 1053. Let's uh, finish them off here. We'll go to Vince in Westlake next. Vince, you're on the air. Good morning. Go ahead. Hey, Bob. Good morning. How you doing? Good, sir. Thanks for taking my call again. Um, I... <laughs> Where to begin? So many things. I'll keep it short, though. Uh, a couple callers ago, you were discussing with one of the guys that were saying something about the people on the left that, you know, we just need to ignore them and, you know, something like that. And uh, you had said, no, that's what we can't do. And I, you know, would support that thought process 100% because that is how we got here right now. You know, when you and I were younger, and these were the hippies roaming the streets and the college campuses and things like that. You know, everybody just blew them off as idiot radicals. Well, the radicals are now running the country. Uh, Kamala Harris is right there, right among them. I, I don't know what her problem is. I don't know if she does have a condition, as one of the previous ladies suggested she might have, or she's just still smoking the weed that she likes or what. But we've got some serious problems in this country as far as the people that are leading it. And more importantly, uh, we need to get involved in these organizations, Um like you've been uh, proposing, Citizens for Free Speech, some of these other organizations then, so that we can have a voice and start using it. And more importantly, start holding our Republican, our Republican politicians and leaders, holding their feet to the fire because they're not speaking up enough. There's a few that do. Jim Gordon, you know, Ron DeSantis down in Florida. But, man, you know, a lot of those 
people that are up there in office are just collecting a paycheck, not standing up for our rights. And if we don't push them, if we don't demand accountability from them and, and have them protect our rights, demand the changes in some of these crazy policies. And, and, and it's more, Vince, I'm going to jump in here so I get some other people. Thanks for the call. It's more than just demanding that they vote the right way. We need them to be more activist in convincing others on the other side of the aisle to abandon this dangerous, dangerous thinking. As I've said, and everybody knows, H.R. 1 is going to come down to Joe Manchin and or Chris Kirsten Cinema, two somewhat more moderate um, uh, Democrats in the Senate. Now, I'm not saying they're all moderate in any way, just slightly less radical than the others and it's going to take one or both of them to stop the hr1 from going through so i don't need just rob portman to vote the correct way i need him to get off of his rear end and go down to joe's office or get him on the phone and say let's talk let's talk about how serious this is let's talk about the ramifications of this can we please count on you to buck your party here and don't ruin this country forever don't allow this in federal elections to replace what the founding fathers the constitutional the constitutionally uh protected right of the states to run their own elections please don't do this we need them to be activists more than just voters thank you uh vince bj next in north olmstead hi bj hi i uh disagree with some of your comments about kamala i think her laughter is her joy and thrill of the confusion and the anxiety that that party is causing the American public. I think they're very happy with the chaos that they are causing in America today. It is not her hysteria. It's her joy of being as evil as this party can possibly be with the American Constitution. Have a wonderful Easter and have a great week. Thank you, BJ. God bless. You have a wonderful Easter as well. I'm going to disagree with you there because this is not playing well with moderate Americans. They can't stand how she's laughing about serious things, um, and it's playing poorly. Uh, I, I, you know, if she's intentionally just saying, I love screwing all of you over, it would harm her. Um, it is harming her, rather. It is harming them, and I don't think they realize how, how serious that is. But I do respect your point of view on it. Thank you. Uh, let's go to uh, Tom, who's in Florida. Hey, Tom, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Oh, we lost Tom. Let's go to TJ in Cleveland. Hey, TJ, you're next. Yeah, you know, Bob, I know you're probably too young to remember the old Euclid Beach Amusement Park, but in front of the Fun House, they had this, like, Autotron uh, fat woman that would just laugh hysterically. Uh, it sounded just like Kamala Harris. <laughs> if, you, if your people can get a chance to look up Euclid Beach, you'll get a recording of this. This I think they called her Laughing Sal. Uh, this would be a wonderful soundbite to play every time you hear some of the dopiness coming out of the left, just to play uh, laughing Sal. T- TJ, uh, did it sound? Did it sound anything like this? <laughs> did it sound anything like that? Yes, it did. Do you, yeah, do, do you know? Do you know who that was? Was that laughing Sal? Nope. That was, oh, that was Hillary. That was Hillary Clinton. That was the Hillary Clinton cackle that I saved from back when she was running. And she, would, just like Kamala Harris, whenever she would get caught in a situation she didn't have an answer for, she would bust out that ridiculous cackle. Uh, and that's kind of what I was picturing from your description. You do a good uh, version of it too, Bob. I, I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing when I heard you doing uh, Well, what a coincidence! What a coincidence! Neither could Kamala. More parents are seeing the value of educators when they had to bring their kids <laughs> and say, "We're not paying them nearly enough." 
<laughs> Nobody can stop laughing. TJ, thanks for the call, my friend. I appreciate it. God bless. We're out of time. Thanks to Tom Homan for bringing us the truth from the border down in McAllen, Texas today. Tomorrow's our last show of the week because of Good Friday on Friday. Make sure you're here for Dr. Everett Piper and more. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.